Welcome to Jimmy Zen Reads. Philip Brent, Celtic Fairy Tales, Molly Whoopi. Once upon a time, three sisters went out into the world to seek their fortune. The youngest of the three was called Molly Whoopi. They walked and walked until nightfall. They began to shiver. They were alone in the dark, without food or drink or shelter. So when they saw a light, they hurried to it. Knock, knock at the door. A woman opened it an inch. Go away, she said. My man's a giant and he'll eat you up. Please let us in, they begged, and give us some bread and milk. We'll be gone before he comes home. So she let them in and gave them bread and milk. But as soon as they began to eat, the earth shook and the house trembled and a voice rumbled. Sanukbut and Sanukben, I smell the blood of some earthly one. Oh, said the wife, it's only three lasses, cold and hungry, and they will go away, let them be. The giant sat down to his supper, and the table was groaning with food. He got up from his supper, and the table was bare. He wiped his beard, and looked at Molly Whuppy and her sisters. You can stay the night, he said, and sleep with my own daughters. So Molly Whuppy and his sisters lay down in bed with the giant's three daughters. And when the giant tucked them up, he tied a straw around Molly Whuppy's neck and around the necks of the sisters, and gold chains around the necks of his own three girls. When everyone was asleep, Molly slipped from the bed and took the gold chains off the giant's daughters and put them on herself and sisters, and she took the straws off her sisters and put them on the giant's daughters, and then she lay down. Soon the giant came back, fumbling across the room in the dark. He was carrying a great club. He put his hand on Molly's neck. He felt the necklace of gold and moved on. When he found the necklaces of straw, he took the three sleeping girls from the bed and hit them with his club until they shed not a spark of breath between them. They'll make a fine meat pie tomorrow, he muttered, and went back to bed. Molly thought it was time she and her sisters were out of there, so she woke them and put a finger to their lips. They stole silently out of the house and ran and ran and never stopped until dawn. And when the sun came up, they found they'd come to a great palace. In the palace was the king, and Molly told him how they'd run away from the giant's house and how she had tricked him into killing his own daughters instead of them. The king said, Molly, you are a clever girl, and you have managed well, but if you had brought me the giant's sword, which lies beside him every night, I would have given your first sister my first son to marry. Wait here, said Molly. Back she went to the giant's house and hid under his bed. She heard the giant come home and the sound of his jaws as he ate his meal, and then she heard his footsteps coming up, up, up to the room where Molly was. She held her breath as the giant swung himself onto the bed. When he was snoring, Molly crept out from under the bed and reached across him to take the sword, but as she took it, it gave a rattle, and up jumped the giant. Molly ran out the door with the sword, and the giant ran after her. She ran, she ran until they came to the river, and Molly plucked her hair from her head and made a bridge from it and crossed over, but the giant couldn't follow. A curse on you, Molly Whoopie, he cried, never come again. 
I'll come when my business brings me, she replied. So Molly took the sword to the king, and her first sister was married to his first son. The king said, Molly, you're a clever girl, and you've managed well. But if you had brought me the purse that the giant keeps beneath his pillow, I would have given your second sister my second son to marry. Wait here, said Molly. Back she went into the giant's house and hid under his bed. She heard the giant come home and the sound of his jaws as he ate his meal and then she heard his footsteps coming up, up, up to the room where she was. She held her breath as the giant swung himself onto the bed. When he was snoring, Molly crept out and slid her hand beneath his pillow to take the purse. As she took it, it rattled and woke the giant. Molly ran out the door with the purse and the giant ran after her. She ran and she ran until she came to the one hair bridge and she crossed, but the giant couldn't follow. A curse on you, Molly Whoopie, he cried. Never come again. I'll come when my business brings me, she replied. So Molly took the purse to the king and her second sister was married to his second son. The king said, Molly, you're a clever girl and you have managed well, but if you had brought me the ring from the giant's finger, I would have given you my third son for yourself. Wait here, said Molly. Back she went to the giant's house and she hid under his bed. She heard the giant come home and the sound of his jaws as he ate his meal and then heard his footsteps coming up, up, up to the room where she was. She held her breath as the giant swung himself onto the bed. When he was snoring, Molly crept out and caught hold of the giant's hand to take the ring from his finger. As she slipped the ring off, it gave a rattle and woke the giant. Molly had hold of the ring, but the giant had a hold of Molly. Now I have caught you, Molly Whoopie. Tell me, if I had done to you what you have done to me, how would you get your revenge? I would put you in a sack, said Molly, and I would put the cat in with you and the dog in with you, and a needle and thread and scissors, and I would hang you on the wall and go to the wood and cut the thickest stick I could find. Then I would come home and take you down and beat you until not a spark of breath was left in you. Well, Molly, said the giant, that is just what I will do. So he fetched a sack and he put Molly in it, with the cat and the dog and a needle and thread and scissors, and hung her on the wall and went off to the woods to choose a stick. And Molly sang, Oh, if you could only see what I can see. What do you see, Molly? asked the giant's wife. But Molly never answered. She just sang again. Oh, if you could see what I can see. Let me look, Molly, let me look, pleaded the giant's wife. I want to see it too. So Molly took the scissors and cut a hole in the sack and jumped down with a needle and thread. She helped the giant's wife into the sack and sewed up the hole. It's very dark in here, said the giant's wife. I can't see anything. But Molly wouldn't let her out. Molly hid behind the door. The giant came in with a great tree in his hand, and he took down the sack and started hitting it. His wife yelled out, It's me! But what with the barking of the dog and the mewing of the cat, the giant didn't recognise his own wife's voice in all the racket. Molly came out from behind the door with a ring in her hand. You can't catch me, she shouted, and she ran off with the ring. The giant left off beating the sack and ran after her. 
Molly ran and ran until she came to the one hair bridge and she crossed, but the giant couldn't follow. A curse on you, Molly Whoopie, he cried. Never come again. I've no more business to bring me, she replied. So Molly took the ring to the king and she was married to his third son and she never tangled with the giant again. The End <laughs>